Welcome to the Beanball, the most exciting podcast about the most boring sport. I am Brady O'Callaghan. And I'm Joey Price. Uh, and we are back with, I guess, what uh, we'll call an Around the Horn. We used to call this Around the Horn. We did, didn't we? Yeah, when we have just that's a bunch of right. hodgepodge stuff to yeah, talk a about. Bunch of stuff to talk about. Yeah, that's today. That is today. That's today. Um, yeah, we used to call it that back when we were way more organized and meeting in person because we were not in a pandemic. Yep. Now we wake up one morning and we go, hey, you want to talk today? And then we talk. Yep. Yeah, sure. Abs- have absolutely nothing going on. Let's let's talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've probably noticed that our release schedule is, well, there isn't one. So <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. Um, yeah. Yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, kind of kind of all over the place what do you want to start with joe um should we start with the hall of fame it's the most recent thing yeah why don't you let us know what what's happening there sure what's happening in the hall of fame is that um the votes were announced yesterday for the this inducted inductee class of 2021 and no one was inducted into the hall of fame uh this year not a huge surprise i think some people expected kurt schilling to be inducted this year Mm -hmm. uh but his uh shall we say uh views on uh america have probably uh, prevented that a little bit yeah uh and uh and and it's one of those things where i feel like everyone's known this, you know, for 10 years and his votes kind of kept going up and up. But then this year specifically, he definitely came out in support of like the Capitol attack and things like that. And it's like, well, yeah, he's, you know, they, 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 he did not get enough votes to get in likely because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Essentially no one wants to let him in because he's a dickhead, but there's, yeah, there's a million dickheads in the baseball hall of fame. (laughs) Yes, for sure. And I also think that it's tough, man. There's a million dickheads in the baseball hall of fame. Uh, I also, like, I certainly don't want him to get give a speech. No. At some ceremony. I don't want to see that at all. I Yeah, I wish, I guess, they would take some of the pageantry out of it and just treat the baseball hall of fame like a museum. Yes. That documents important players, eras, teams, etc. That way we could have like a steroid wing. <laughs> right. You know? And yeah. you know, we could have like Yeah, we could have Kurt Schilling in there with right next to Ty Cobb. Right. Like Kurt Schilling is he is undoubtedly a better player than Many pitchers in the Hall of Fame. Roy Hall, Roy Halladay got in last year, I think. Mm-hmm. First ballot Hall of Famer. Roy Halladay, very good pitcher. He should be in the Hall of Fame. Kurt Schilling was better than him. Yep. You know, and... I, I, but also, it's like, yeah, I, I don't want to... Um, uh, like... I, if he's going to get a book deal and a press tour out of it. Right. Then. Like, I don't want him to get anything good. Right. Especially this year of all years. I honestly, it's like they should have let him in eight years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, like, we wouldn't have to be talking about it anymore. 
But um, like as a result, hasn't he asked to be taken off of the ballot? Yes. Yeah, so this was his ninth year on the ballot. Uh, he gets one more year and he wrote a letter, a public letter asking to be taken off. Uh, I will say that like a lot of that letter definitely is a way for him to gain some sympathy too, especially because he is viewed as views as poorly as he is. Yeah. And if you read a lot of that letter, it's a lot of like humbleness and things like that, that I actually don't think he believes or subscribes to. Right. But uh, um, yeah, he has asked to be removed. I guess they are going to be thinking about that. I, I don't know if it's just like, you know, the, the other element of this is that the people that decide who goes into the Hall of Fame, at least on the ballot, by balloting purposes, is the BBWA, right? Like the, the writing or the Writers Association, mm-hmm. uh, which I think he and a lot of them have long been at odds with each other. He hates the media in general. Yep. Um, so I don't know if there's an element of that going on here, too. Uh uh, that he is kind of shaking his fist at them. Yeah, he doesn't really have a whole lot going for him um, for getting in the Hall of Fame outside of being it, it, just an extremely talented pitcher. Right. Uh, which and, like, should, be enough. should be enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's tough. It's. A, I, I also do not, uh, com- I would say compared to Bonds and Clemens, who we're probably about to talk about, Mm -hmm. i kind of i was pretty like yeah let kurt Schilling in the hall of fame and then i read some pieces by people that were like here's why i decided not to vote for him uh and i i was convinced a little bit by their arguments um i wonder uh, if everyone is thinking so cogently about it though instead of just you know i bet most people are like no screw that asshole i i could be wrong though Um, yes who knows? Um, I, I do think it's a smart move on his part, you know, just to take himself off the ballot. If I were him, I'm waiting for that first bad diagnosis, and I'm saying, hey, throw me on that ballot, you know? Right. I mean, he probably, like, like what do they do? They they let these, they have these, like, era committees that then decide, I don't know, there will be a, there will be a committee for, like, the 2000s. Yeah, and then that committee will look at players that did not get elected into the Hall of Fame, and maybe add some people to the Hall of Fame or something like that. And that committee is not the BBWA; that is like former players and executives and things like that. Sure. Um. So he he likely has a better chance of getting on uh, uh, under those conditions. And also, I do think it's maybe a little weird that it is the BBWA that is getting to decide all of this. Yeah. Um, like I, they should have some sort of say in it, but I think that there should, it should be more of a committee of, of players and umpires and managers and executives. Like it should be more like that than just, just the, the writers association. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree with you. We are team let them all in, but yes, we very much are team let them all in. Um, but hey, if Kurt Schilling's unhappy, then I'm I'm happy. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's tough. Uh, Clemens and Bonds, they basically did not. They got basically the exact same amount of votes uh, this year as they got last year. There, they there's basically. 30 to 40% of the electorate just do not want to let them in. 
Um, and they have one more year on the ballot. I don't think they're going to get it. I don't think they're going to see enough of an in, a 15% increase or whatever. Um, I just do not understand an argument to not let them in. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't get it. Um, yeah, especially considering other players that have been elected that are just as linked to steroids. And, and, and I think this is the big one, uh, um, you know, what's his name? <laughs> Fuck. Now I can't think of his name. Excuse my language. Uh, please, please forgive me for that. Um, the, uh, the former, the former, um, person, Bud Selig, mm -hmm. he's in the hall of fame. And if anybody profited more off of steroids, than the players, it was Bud Selig. Yep. Commissioner of baseball at the time was totally fine with all of it happening until he wasn't. Right. Uh, so it goes, uh, man. Yeah. So if he's in, yeah. I mean, it's it's silly. Now, there there are, if we're, we should be fair, because we've talked about how big of an asshole Kurt Schilling is, there are pretty bad allegations against Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens as well. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, for different kinds of things than Kurt Schilling, but domestic violence and uh, an under, I think like a possible relationship with an underage person or something like that. Jesus. Um, so there are allegations against them. There was an a pretty damning allegation against omar Vizquel, yep who uh, is on the ballot and actually saw a share of his votes drop um uh likely because of it um so i i do think that all of those things deserve some sort of scrutiny for sure yeah yeah i i i mean we should have a baseball museum we should have a hall of fame yes yeah, I, uh, I, you know, I just don't know what you do. Uh, but I, I think like picking and choosing, like they're doing now, is not working. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Uh, I don't know what to do with it. I guess you could, yeah. you could start having those standards now, um, and, which I, it I, seems yeah. like maybe people are trying to do. And moving forward, things will be better. I also think that maybe the era in which you played matters, mm -hmm. right? And so your what matters more than yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I do think that there is a difference between Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens doing steroids when they were playing and they weren't really testing for it and everybody was doing it than there is with somebody doing steroids now. Right. When it is very much against the rules and they do get suspended for it. I think there is a difference between that. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you do have to judge people a little bit based more upon the era in which they played and what happened to that player while they were playing and less in with, you know, uh, uh, new visions of the past. Yep. Well, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Um, next year, uh, which again is Clemens and Bonds, and if he stays on the ballot, Schilling's final year, we also add A-Rod and David Ortiz to the ballot, hmm. which will be kind of 
fun. We'll be, we'll add in a wrinkle since both of those players uh, were had positive steroid tests. Yep. Um, a Rod having served a suspension uh, for one of his. Um, but I do feel like they are viewed much more positively than Bonds and Clemens are. Yep. Um, so I am curious to see if there's going to be uh, some people who do not vote for Bonds and Clemens that end up voting for them. Yeah, that'll be interesting. <clears throat> yeah. We'll see. Yep, we will see. Um, uh, moving on. Uh, speaking of Hall of Famers, one of the best uh, we lost this past week with uh, Hank Aaron. Um, uh, I you said what most underrated player in history? Yeah, it's kind of weird to say. I feel like we've mentioned that on the podcast here before. Yeah, I mean, I, he's he's not underrated in the sense that, like, obviously he is considered a great player, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is like another. I would say he's maybe one of the great. He's one of the most underrated, greatest players. How about yes. That? Yeah. Uh, that makes um, sense. I feel like there are players, um, uh, Ted Williams comes to mind right off the bat, that are considered better than Hank Aaron. Mm-hmm. And Hank Aaron is maybe considered like one of the top 20 best players of all time, when he's probably one of the like five or six best players of all time. Yeah. Um. Uh, he just, I mean, he played for so long Mm -hmm. and he, he obviously was a great power hitter hitting, you know, obviously 755 home runs or whatever it was, but he had a career batting average of 305, a career OPS of 928. (laughs) He, uh, like did not strike out all that much um he scored a lot of runs as well as getting a lot of rbis he had the most he has the the record for the most for total bases which is basically like how many bases do you touch Mm -hmm. on the field he has that record by like 800 over this person in second place wow um just like an an amazing all-around hitter um he let's see this is i think i saw it like a fun stat when he was 21 he hit 27 home runs in a season mm-hmm. when he was 40 he hit 20 home runs in a season wow he just played he played for 23 years that's crazy <laughs> yeah um so anyway obviously one of the greats yeah um that uh, article that you sent me um, was great uh, and an undertold uh, aspect of of his legacy. Um, essentially, it it was people will talk about how great uh, Hank Aaron was, but neglect to mention uh, how much adversity he, he faced uh, as a black man playing baseball and chasing. Uh, and beating the records of iconic white beloved players uh, and like how much hate and vitriol he received as a result of that. It's sad. 
Yeah, it is. And it, it clearly is like he, you know, I think, I think when he beat, when he finally topped Babe Ruth's record, it was, it was more of a relief than anything else, just because he could kind of put it behind him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he saw a lot of, he saw a lot of ugliness. Um, and it's really, really, really sad. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and I think it's an, it's, it's part of his, like you said, it's part of his story that is not really told. Mm-hmm. I think we, we associate, we know that Jackie Robinson faced that, of course, uh, Roberta Clemente faced it. Um, but yeah, I think that, um, yeah, we don't, we don't ascribe the same things. So. Yeah. Baseball likes to imagine that they like, you know. They have their like token adversity story, right? And you know uh, they got over it, broke the color barrier. Guess what? Yeah. <laughs> no more problem. Um, which is crazy. Yeah, of course. He. Wow. Um, okay. In 1963, they not have the like awards then. Sorry, I'm looking at this. No. no. 1963. 201 hits, 44 home runs, 130 RBIs, 31 stolen bases. Holy smokes. Yeah. Wow. Just an offensive gem. 31 stolen bases. That's crazy. Like, no power hitters do that. Yeah. Yeah, really, really, really amazing. What a cool dude. Um yeah, he, he is. And yeah, this, this article was in The Athletic by uh, Joe Posnanski, who, uh, of Joe Posnanski, a very good Twitter follow as well. Good podcast with the podcast. Absolutely a good person to follow if you like baseball. Um, and uh, uh, he, he also, he, Joe Posnanski wrote the, um, he did this like 100 greatest baseball players of all time feature. Uh, and I think he put, Hank Aaron maybe at fourth, fourth or fifth. Yeah, what wasn't his like placement of it arbitrary? Somewhat, I can't remember what his reasoning was. I don't remember either. But his piece, he would then write a piece on each player, and his piece on Hank Aaron for that is also really good. Yeah, and worth reading. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, one of the greats. Yep, yep. Hey, speaking of one of the greats, let's talk about the New York Mets. Um, really good transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Mets, baby. The Mets are in the news. They're actually in the news right now. They've been in the news for the last few weeks, and there's some new reason they're in the news that Brady knows more about than I do. Yeah, what do we want to start with? I don't know. Can I say I experienced this thing though right before we've talked, which I think all of us experienced. Yes. Which is I lo- I logged on to Twitter, and like I saw a bunch of allusions to the stock market and a bunch of jokes about like GameStop and the stock market. Uh huh. And and I have no reference for them. Yeah. Right. I have no idea what's going on, and this happens to me a lot. I feel like. Yep. And so then I have to like search for maybe what the thing is about. Sometimes if I'm like off Twitter for 24 hours, I'll still see tweets like that that are about something so 
unimportant yep. <laughs> that it's like hard to find out what people were talking about. Yeah. The only reason I know anything about it is because I saw uh, these exact, I had this exact same experience for more than let's say 16 hours. And then I was like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. I have to know what this is <laughs> so that I can engage with literally anyone on the internet. Uh, yeah. So while we're talking about uh, it, let's let's talk about it a little bit. Um, yes. I have a very basic understanding of this, but what what has happened um, is there's a um, a practice of like sh- uh, shorting stocks uh, where um, people will essentially uh, they'll borrow a stock from a, a bigger firm or company or something like that with the intention of selling it immediately um, uh, because they're betting that the stock price is going to fall very soon. Um, And so then they will just buy it back at a much lower price and then return that stock to a company, um, keeping all of the profit for themselves. Um, So, uh, and what can happen is you are taking a bet that it will fall, um, but it can also rise, um, uh, meaning that you will have to buy it back at a higher price and just lose all that money. And if you and you know do this with a lot of stocks, that if it rises, it it's like exponential loss that you're experiencing to the point where I I guess some like um, brokerage firms will just like say enough is enough work you need to um buy this back right now and uh return it um and so people will just lose a shitload of money this way so what has happened is there is a subreddit called wall street bets um with about two million active users um and they collectively um without like a single user um you know, calling all the shots or anything. Uh, there's some, I guess, more vocal than others, but no one is in charge. Uh, saw that uh, people were starting to like short the GameStop. Um, uh, stocks, and so they all started rapidly buying them, which drove the stock price way, way, way up just absolutely skyrocketed it. Um, And so they might like single-handedly put this hedge fund out of business um, because they're just... Did they they do this to just screw over this hedge fund? I think, yeah, a little bit. Not this particular hedge fund. I think they were just like, let's fuck with Wall Street. Sure. Um, Which is funny. Um... (laughs) Everyone who like works on Wall Street is like, this isn't funny at all. You guys are messing with the system. And it's like, you guys, this is what you do for a living, though. These guys just are, they're just playing the game a little harder and more aggressively than you, and they beat you at it. Yeah. Um, it's gotten to the point where the White House had to release a statement saying they're keeping an eye on it. And like, uh, like, uh, like stock buying apps like Robinhood and things like that have put a pause on trading to prevent people from like ruining the stock market, which is crazy. Uh, And there's like no reason other than like, 
uh, we don't like that you guys are questioning our authority over um, controlling the economy and stuff. Um, right. Anyways, um, this, I guess, hedge fund, um, or somehow uh, the Mets' new owner is involved in this. There we go. <laughs> there he, it is. Not in any, like, insidious sure. way outside of right. just having a shitload of money. Right, um, but he's probably has invested money into this hedge fund or something like yes. that. Yes, um, and they had to take like a $3 billion bailout or something yesterday, and that lasted a couple of hours before they all lost it. Jesus Christ. Um, so he is potentially losing billions of dollars um, because of a subreddit. Um, interesting. Very and they, interesting. of course— you know, their previous owners obviously were involved in the Bernie Madoff yep. scandal. Yep. They finally get out from under those owners only yep. to find themselves in this. A much less, like you said, insidious thing. Yes, but it's still uh <laughs> it, it's still terrible and very apropos that the Mets are somehow get it, taking a hit in I this know. whole thing. <laughs> it's really it's really a shame. Yeah. Um uh, and it is, how is it always them? Because for sure, other owners of baseball teams are involved in these kinds of hedge funds or invested in these kinds of hedge funds. I'm it sure. just happens to be the ones that, you know, the Mets are involved with that. Yep. That gets hit. It's crazy. Huh? Well, yeah, now a lot of the tweets make sense, Brady. So thanks for that. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, t- tune in next time on Around the Horn with my other Wall Street tips. <laughs> um, and this is coming after uh, like two weeks ago. Yeah, a week or two ago, the Mets uh, fired their GM that they hired uh, a month. Pro- they, they hired their GM like a month ago, right? Mm-hmm. And then a month later... Uh, this story comes out in ESPN about how their new GM, when he was in the front office for the Cubs, uh, sexually harassed a female reporter uh, multiple times, sent terrible pictures uh, to her. And uh, so he was fired by the Mets. Uh, The Mets, uh, I think they have some other, I don't know, uh, temporary GM now. Uh, this is the second year in the in a row where they had to fire or a person left like a month after they started. They right with um, who was it? They they hired Carlos Beltran to be their manager. Yep. Last year, and uh, he then after the Astros scandal decided to step down. Um, so they have bad luck with this kind of stuff. Um, you know I. It's good that they fired him. Yeah, it's great. It, it was obvi- swift, too. I feel yes, like the story was, broke, and then the very next yes. day, they announced. It was fast. Probably they should have done a better job vetting this person and not hired them to begin with. Sure. Uh, if it only took a month for this story to come out, uh, that means it was probably pretty easy to maybe drudge up in some way. Or not easy, but a, a, a little bit of vetting might have gone a long way. Right. Um, so I don't, I don't think a lot of the, I mean, it's, again, it is, uh, ironic that it happens to the Mets because it feels like this kind of stuff always happens to the Mets. Mm -hmm. But in this case, 
I feel like other than the GM himself, the Cubs are kind of like a problem here that should be dealt with sure. in some way. Uh, I think this happened in 2016. I think this was a while ago. Yeah, they should strip them of their World Series. <laughs> strip them of it. Give it to the other team that was in it. Who was? I forget. I forget, but we'll look it up. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, I I imagine that um, the Cubs should be should get some sort of investigation here uh, to see how much like their front office knew that this was happening and they just continued to hire this guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, every organization should do a deep, hard look in yes <laughs> to see if any of this stuff is happening. Yeah, there was some. I think that the in a press conference, the Mets owner was like, "Yeah, you know, we 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 vetted this guy. We asked a lot of people. Everybody had good things to say about him." And some reporter was like, "Did you ask any women?" And he was like, "Um, no." Oh my god! <laughs> so. Oh no. Yeah. So uh, baseball teams take note of that. Incredible. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Well, we love the Mets. We're sorry to see them go through some tough times, but part of yep. it is their own damn fault, it seems. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, we encourage everybody to keep an eye on the stock market, and if you see stocks plummet, <laughs> go ahead and buy them, I guess is the... If you can. I know people who are trying to, and it, they will not allow them to. <laughs> It's so funny. Yeah, apparently AMC, Tootsie Roll, um, Naked, Bread, all of these things are um, ones that people are targeting. Um, it's it's very funny. Can you imagine making a fortune off of Tootsie Roll in 2021? <laughs> I, what I, happens, though, Like, because they're all buying these stocks... Yeah, I mean, so I guess they just go up in value. But then it's like, are they are these people that are buying these then going to sell them, and that's going to create a whole other problem? So that's what a smart person would do in this situation: is they'd sell while they're out on top. Um, and that's what I think casual people are doing now. If they could get in on this while every, this subreddit is trolling Wall Street, but I guess this subreddit is specifically telling people not to sell so that it stays high. Um, sure. So they're just trying to get like GameStop to be valued so incredibly highly, and it absolutely should not be. Um, I don't know if there's a funnier uh, company for this to be at the center of this than GameStop. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Truly. <laughs> I, I a company that you love notoriously. I, I, yeah. I fucking hate GameStop. They're terrible. <laughs> Did you ever see that story about the person who used GameStop as a bank? <laughs> no. They, <laughs> the, I think it was just a tweet. It might have been a Reddit post that went a little viral. This guy said he got so frustrated with his bank, uh, always having long lines and stuff like that, that he just pulled all of his money out and started pre-ordering um, a bunch of games from GameStop. And anytime he needed money, he would just go cancel his pre-order um, and get just get a refund. Um, and anytime he wanted to deposit, he would just go and pre-order a bunch of more games. 
And he said the people at GameStop started to catch on because I would only actually purchase maybe one game that I pre-ordered all year, but there's literally nothing they can do about it. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, how, that's so funny. How, how GameStop could just be the center of the economy. <laughs> oh, oh, that's really, really funny. It's so funny. Uh, yep. Oh, boy. All right. Well, search for that story too. I'm definitely going to look into that when we're off when we're done here because I really want to read about it. Yeah, it's great. I don't know if there's yeah. much more to it, but it's yeah. really exceptional stuff. Yeah, that's great. Yep. Yeah. Well, we cracked it this week. I think we really cracked it. Hey, around the yeah. horn, back again. It's back again, baby. Stronger than ever. You know it. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Brady, thanks for chatting. Yeah, for sure. Always. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you literally the next time one of us wakes up and says you want to talk today. <laughs> All right. The Bean Ball is hosted by Joey Price and Brady O'Callaghan. Our music is by Louis Aronowitz, and our logo is by Diana Kolsky. If you want to reach us, you can email thebeanballpodcast at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, wherever you might get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. People are going to love it, dude. (laughs)